you think, well, people have good intentions, you know, that you especially think that if you're naive and agreeable. So all of you who are sitting there out there thinking people have good intentions, you're probably high in agreeableness. But that's not always the case. People can have very dark motivations that are fully conscious and very well elaborated. And you can't just be thinking about people who, you know, who have good intentions but have somehow gone wrong. If you ever meet someone who isn't like that and you think that, you're just a tree with ripe fruit to be plucked. Indeed, this has to do with uh, dark triad type people, Machiavellians, you know, psychopaths, etc. Um, narcissists, uh, you know, NPD type uh, girls, etc. Guys, the world <clears throat> is not a beautiful, nice place full of butterflies, rainbows and unicorns. There are people out there that don't have your best interest at heart. And if that happens to be a girl that you're interested in, well, you're going to have a bad time. So you don't want to be in that situation. You have to keep your eyes open. I've seen people who are in families where probably nothing they were ever told was true. Like it, That's ridiculous. It was never just true. It was always twisted and bent in some way by whoever was talking to them for the purposes of that person, power or domination or, or positive illusion or, or delusion or something. Like it, all the communication within the family was motivated. And so there, it, it's so awful to grow up in an environment like that. Indeed, if you're constantly manipulated and lied to, well, guess what? And here's the problem, guys. Here's the problem. 2023 is an environment where most men grow up in such a place. And here's what I mean. I don't mean in their family necessarily. Their family life could be okay. But all the TV, all the movies, all the videos, all the messages from teachers, all of the popular messages in movies, everything in pop culture tells men the same message. Women are sugar spice and everything nice. You know, believe all women. Trust all women. You must sacrifice to be attractive to women. Women like the nice guy, etc., etc., etc. And what does that do? Well, I mean, what it does is it folds you into the matrix, as it were. Because you can't get a grip on what's real. And then, you know, it can get worse than that in that the person will tell you that they love you and they'll act all sweet. But every time you do anything that's even vaguely productive and useful, they'll just criticize you to death. And all the while telling you that they love you. Indeed. Um, and that's actually what happens in the growing environment of so many young men, right? And so this is why the RP is so powerful. Because once you learn the truth, once you learn that you've been used, you've been taught a lie, you've been fed a fabrication, well, then the whole world opens up. It's freeing, right? But it's also destroying at the same time. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. I've actually changed it completely. Um, so again, I have deleted videos. Um, I'm reading uh, audiobooks basically uh, in my own voice, you know, of a curated book playlist, uh, scientific RP literature. Um, that's, that's what, that's what there is there. You can also drop me a donation like Tom M. Shoutouts to him. Link is in the description. Let's continue. It's really horrible. And that's all tangled up with deception and lies. And, and it's a weird thing because if you look at the Freudian hypotheses, 
You'll notice that Freud attributed an awful lot of psychopathology to repression, right? But I think the distinction between repression and self-deception or deceit is very permeable. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. The point being, if you are lied to about the truth about reality, right? Because basically, what is reality for man? If you don't produce, you're nothing. If you don't perform, you're nothing. If you don't um, try and strive and fight and struggle, you're nothing. And you're thrown to the curb. You're thrown aside like trash. That is the reality for man. And if you're if you're told a fabrication that you have value without providing any value, that, that you, you know, you should just be yourself and everything will be fine. Um, basically, you are repressed from your potential. You're repressed from all the good that you could have done knowing the truth. You're effectively stunted in your potential. So I, I agree. I agree entirely. <clears throat> like, what's the difference between repressing something and lying to yourself about it? Nothing, really. Well, Freud would say often that repression occurs unconsciously, but I really wonder about that. I think that what happens is that something happened or you did something that you don't like and it's bothering you and you could think it through, but you just decide not to. You just... Yeah, um, something I would... How I would relate this to the RP is... Have you seen The Matrix? It's that phrase that, that Morpheus said. It's like a splinter in your mind... You know that something is wrong. You know it's wrong. But you've just never put your finger on exactly what it was. And what it is, is that you have been lied to about what you need to do as a man in order to be successful. You've been lied to and you've been lied to for the purpose of using you. Using you for another person's aims, for another person's strategy, for another person's life plan. See, guys, if you don't learn the truth, here is what your life is going to look like, okay? You're going to get rejected by every girl you've ever known for your whole life until you're like, let's say, 30. So you'll be totally, or maybe, you know, you'll kiss a girl once in high school at 16 by by chance, and then you'll have bedroom fun once in university, and then you'll get rejected by every single girl. And then you get to 30 and some girl just seems to love you for whatever reason. She's she's so into you like no girl you've ever had. And you'll think, oh, what a wonderful, lucky guy I am. She's the one. But actually, that 29-year-old, 30-year-old girl that loves you so much, what she's been doing is from 18 to 29, she's been sleeping around with Chad, she's been getting alpha widowed, she's been getting tattoos, she's been, quote-unquote, having her fun. She's been destroying herself psychologically. And you're supposed to pick up the pieces. So what is the life plan for a man that doesn't know the truth? It is to pick up the pieces of a shattered existence, of a girl who has destroyed herself and now wants you to fix it. Or, you know, uh, she's a single mommy and you're the one who has to take care of the kids. So basically, you're a C-star CK. That is the price of not knowing the truth. You are repressed from your potential. Your genes don't get to pass on. No, instead, your biological burden is taking care of another man's child that a woman had when she made her bad decisions. That is the price <clears throat> of not knowing, of not uh, of not of not knowing what you're supposed to be doing of what you're supposed to be
Anyway, let's continue. Don't think it through. So it's left vague and uncertain and, you know, fairly emotionally salient, but you just refuse to think it through and you practice doing that until you've built up a habit of not thinking that through and then you forget that you've built up the habit and then it's like it's being repressed unconsciously. But I think that you know, or at least you knew when you first did it. Yes, like when you're first told to be nice as a child, right? And you're just like, I don't want to be nice. They're being, they're being an ass to me. They're being rude. Why do I have to be nice and they can be mean to me, right? It's like, um, you know, what so many girls do in relationships, right? Where the guy is, you know, he's buying her stuff, he's treating her to dinners, he's taking her to nice places, etc., etc., and she's treating him like garbage, like a butler. She's just ordering the guy around, right? That is not life, as Johnny Depp said. That is not life. And over time, you learn you're induced to be a nice guy by the messages. Be nice. Sit in your seat. Don't get up. Uh, do as you're told. Follow the rules. Um, you know, uh, and, and effectively, all of these things are just telling you to be more feminine sit in your place and follow the feminine rules for long-term success for them not for you but they convince you that it's for you they convince you get into a long-term relationship it'll solve all your problems find the one it'll solve all your problems when no one exists and when long-term relationships and marriages don't favor men that's how it is guys and so you know when you meet people who are acting in a twisted and peculiar way and you ask yourself uh, they're very manipulative. Say you ask yourself, well, do they know what they're doing? The answer to that could be, well, no. But another answer could be, yeah, but they knew once. They knew when they made the decision to start acting like that. But after they did it a hundred times or so and made it into an automatic routine. Right. Then uh, being the quote unquote douchebag becomes their nature. And you know how women are drawn to douchebags. All right. Uh, let's go on to the Rolo article. <coughs> I think that will be relevant here. Again, I apologize for the coughing. I got sick recently, but the show must go on. So I'm trying to, to keep my coughing away from the mic. I'm sorry if you hear it, okay? All right. Suck it up is the article written by Rolo Tomasi. Look him up, author of The Rational Mail. Recently, Morales from Just Four Guys brought this to my attention. Did you see how the women tore apart a commenter by the name of Redlam on Jezebel? Just because he said this. Why does womanism have to antagonize and mock men all the time? Men are expected to have no vulnerabilities. This is an oppressive gender role. When men's vulnerabilities are exposed, such as feeling emasculated or being insecure about women making them quote-unquote obsolete, that is a human emotion, and gloating over it and mocking it is not only terrible, but also one of the big things giving womanism a bad name. And the top reply was this. If being in a relationship with a woman who makes more money than you and or has a higher position than you makes you feel that you are obsolete, maybe you should be marked for being silly, immature, and against women. Uh, so now, on top of everything else that women have to deal with, we have to comfort men for freaking out whenever a woman surpasses them at something? I'm sorry. If you're in a group that has been privileged or over-oppressive of other groups, you don't get an apology and a reassuring hug every time we get a millimeter closer to some semblance of fairness and equality. Men need to suck it up and deal with life on more equitable terms like adults without those who do just that, expecting a medal for it. Write a post on what this guy did wrong if possible. Redlam's mistake was twofold. His first error was to ever overtly look for sympathy from a woman. 
We already know women lack the capacity for empathizing with the male experience, but sympathy is another side of the equation. One grave error most BP plugins make in this respect is a presumption that women owe them sympathy or that women are predisposed to sympathy. This is usually due to having been conditioned by the feminine for so long to believe that quote-unquote open communication, sharing his feelings and being vulnerable will make him the ideal man. This is an unfortunate outcome of the get-in-touch-with-your-feminine-side curse of Jung. In a similar respect to the myth of relational equity, where a man expects his sacrifices and investment in a relationship will be a buffer against hypergamy, the expectation is that women will appreciate his openness and vulnerability. He believes the feminine identity uh, the feminine lie that vulnerability is strength. It's a very seductive fallacy for a dyed-in-the-wool plug-in to make. I've read Redlam's comments before, and he doesn't Im- impress me as a chump, so I believe his comment on Jezebel was really more of a symbolic appeal to feminine reason. What he illustrates here is a common misgiving most beta blue pill men subscribe to, that they'll be perceived as unique and quote-unquote not like other guys by embracing feminine vulnerability. As you can see from the top Jezebel reply, he was met with the same hostility women have for quote-unquote vulnerable men. Hypergamy psychologically predisposes women to hold either contempt or pity for male vulnerability on a limbic level. Even in the most emotionally evolved woman, by order of degree, hypergamy is always testing for male fitness in order to assess who she'll pair with either in short-term breeding availability or long-term provisioning availability. When a man overtly expresses an openness to vulnerability on a subconscious level, it telegraphs his insecurity to a hypergamous nature. Thus, she filters him out. Or if she's paired with him prior to this expression, she initiates the mental protocol to leave him for a better match. The contempt expressed by the Jezebel authoress is a good example of this. So now on top of everything else that women have to deal with, we have to comfort men for freaking out whenever a woman surpasses them at something? You're a man. Suck it up. You shouldn't be vulnerable by virtue of your maleness. It's a conflicting message in light of the touchy-feely feminine conditioning men endure in their upbringing. But this is an honest reaction and one that men need to understand when sorting out the reality of women and the need to unplug. If I'm not, I'm not going to write you a love, a love song just because you asked me for one. The second mistake Redlam makes in making an appeal for sympathy is making an appeal for sympathy. In empathy, I outlines women gut-leveled evolutionary selected for lack of empathy with the male experience. I define the difference between empathy and sympathy. And while women might lack the means for that empathy, they have a very strong sense of sympathy. However, the sympathy, the sympathy comes with conditions. Women involved with a high... Uh, SMV alpha male can be some of the most genuinely, organically sympathetic women you'll ever encountered. Granted, that sympathy may facilitate her own hypergamous interests, but more so because that alpha never petitions her for her sympathy. Women give their sympathies of their own accord, never as a result of a male petitioning it from her. A woman must be inspired to sympathy for a man. Asking for it is negotiating her desire. A man who's intentionally vulnerable smacks of a guy who is so in an effort to qualify for intimacy. It's similar to the dynamic found in plain ice. That niceness, that vulnerability that's supposed to be strength is perceived as a ruse to better identify with the feminine and thus be more agreeable and acceptable. If feminine hypergamy is fine-tuned for anything, it's genuineness. That's not to say women would, won't turn, it, uh, turn to it for their social and biological advantages, but hypergamy is always testing for certainty and authenticity. I've stated before that there's nothing more satisfying for a woman than to believe she's figured a guy out using her feminine 
Intuition is the direct satisfaction of hypergamy's need for certainty, but I should also add that there's nothing more mortifying, rage-inducing, and produces more bitterness than a woman who's had her hypergamy fooled by an imposter. Not only does this deception involve a loss of investment and resources, it's also an insult to her ego and her capacity to filter for authenticity. Okay, now back to the video. Well, then they forgot its origin, and now it runs autonomously. And so now they don't know, but they did know. And so, you know, this is the sort of point, and this is the real point of the existentialists, where clinical psychology and, and the claims of morality start to become very tightly aligned. And it's something that the psychiatric and psychological industries, so to speak, don't really tackle head on. My experience has been that in these situations, for example, where the person has five terrible things going on in their life, that there's just deception twisted in and strewn in all of that. People are betraying each other, and there's no fidelity in the relationships, there's no clear and genuine communication. Okay, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Relationships are not about clear and genuine communication, they're about polarity and an SMV imbalance, according to Rola Tomasi, so no, BS. But genuine desire and communication from the girl to the guy is a thing. If she's being deceptive, if your girl is hiding things from you, that is a gigantic red flag and implies that you must need, uh, sorry, you must leave that situation. Because a girl who's going to be deceptive like that is going to become more and more and more deceptive. And you, you know what deception leads to. Deception leads to cheating. And what does cheating lead to? It leads to you becoming a C-star CK. So we're not out here experiencing that, guys. You prevent the problem. You look for the red flags. You spot them. You prevent them. And you don't deal with this garbage. The man's power is his ability to walk away. Everything's manipulation. No one admits to what they're really up to. You know, there's a lot of false and saccharine love, which has absolutely nothing to do with love. It's all for appearance. You know, and, and you cannot be healthy in a situation like that. I don't think, in my experience, you know, apart from terrible luck, because, you know, you can get cancer, diabetes, or any number of awful things. In my experience, apart from the tragedies of life, there is nothing that hurts people more than deception. Lies do people in. Uh, indeed. So there's, you know, there's, there's a small lies, which, you know, are, are irrelevant, but that's not what Jordan is talking about. It's not talking about white lies. What Jordan is talking about is lies of this nature. Oh, you know, Johnny, that, that son you've been raising for 12 years. Yeah, he's not your son. Or, yeah, at the beginning of our relationship, I was sleeping with four other guys, you know. And she's, like, lying to you, pretending that she's, you know, never had a, a boyfriend or she's never been in a relationship. Or she's, you know, she was single, quote-unquote, for, for eight months or something. These are lies that destroy people. That's what he's talking about. The big lies. I never loved you. I was just pretending. You're just a meal ticket to me. Uh, like, you, you're, you're the guy that I married to take care of the guy who I actually love. His kid. That kind of thing. You know oh, you're not the best I've ever had. You're just a placeholder. You're just a guy 
the best I've ever had happened in my past and I wish I was with him, but I married you. These sort of things. When she says you're her quote unquote person, these are the lies. You know, it's one thing to be hurt. You know, maybe you break your leg. That's one thing. It's another thing to be attacked by two or three people who break your leg and do everything they can to demean you at the same time. It's like lots of people break their leg and they're not traumatized. It's very few people who can go through the latter experience without being, you know, seriously and permanently damaged. I talked to David Buss and Robert Trivers within the last month. Great evolutionary biologist, great evolutionary psychologist. Trivers told me he looked at a new paper on psychopaths. He's very interested in psychopaths because one of the... So again, guys, I'm going to be reading articles by David Buss and by... by uh, Trivers as well. Uh, because again, I'm very interested in explaining to you guys the foundational knowledge that underpins what we talk about in the RP space here. Because a lot of you, you know, a, a bunch of people in the comments, they're like, oh, why do you think you're an authority? What, what, you know, what, what do you mean? Like, how dare you have something to say? You're not an authority, as though a person can't study, like, evolutionary psychology, evolutionary biology, basic biology, uh, human nature, uh, you know, and have their own lived experience on top of that, plus the manosphere knowledge all in, in one package, as though that's impossible to gain, right? Like, and it's just a ridiculous notion. So I'm going to give you a curated book list. I'm going to give you curated RP scientific literature. And you'll get an idea of where my thinking comes from. I didn't just come up with this on my own. I didn't just, you know, magically appear out of the ether with all of these thoughts. No, it's a learned thing. Like, the tallest oak tree once was an acorn that any pig could have swallowed. That's the idea, right? One of the problems human societies have is, well, how do you keep the really malevolent types under control? Now, women solve that problem in part by being unfortunately predisposed by their nature, we might say, to want men who are somewhat aggressive. Indeed. Because... You need someone around who's a little monstrous to keep the real monsters away. Yeah, the, the concept is speak softly and carry a big stick. Uh, or, you know, um, the meek shall inherit the earth. But what, what is the implication? Uh, in in the, the Bible, it, it isn't just the meek shall inherit the earth. The implication behind the overall passage in, in the book um, the implication is that it is the men who are strong, who are powerful, who then choose to control their impulses are the ones who shall inherit the earth. That's the, that's the idea there. And so women have this tough choice to make with men because they need someone who's strong enough to be protective, let's say, in an intimidating manner when the circumstances warrant it, but also simultaneously productive, kind and generous enough to share. And those two things are somewhat antipathetical. And you see... Right, and uh, what he's describing here is the the dualistic mating strategy, right? So, uh, so many women they want, you know, the vampire, the pirate, the the prince, right? They they want the monster who is controlled and loving towards them, right? 
um, but often the monster and the and the loving, caring guy are not found in the same man. And so they have the child with the monster, and then they have the loving, caring guy take care of the children, right? Anyway, uh, let's go on to the Reddit post here. So this is from Relationship Advice, posted two days ago. Uh, 23 male, 20, uh, 37 female. Need I say more, guys? 23 male. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, he, he's a uh, Lizdexic. 32 male. He's 32 and she's 37. Still, the girl is older. Giant red flag. Gaping red flag. Okay. My wife and I have an open marriage, but she doesn't want me to do anything while well, she does. Exactly. So who, who wears the pants? <laughs> it's literally the dualistic mating strategy right in the title. I have an open relationship with my wife, Trisha. She wanted an open marriage because she found out she was um, by bedroom fun and I've been loving it. I use stuff and don't kiss these women on the lips or uh, and I just do my thing and leave. We used to go to clubs together and bring women back to have fun. I can say I'm a solid eight. Some would say a 10. So getting women isn't half of me and I have zero emotional strings with them. So win is a win. I haven't had bedroom fun with my wife because I've been doing my, my thing with this woman and my wife knows about her and it's been amazing. So my wife told me she doesn't want me to see that woman even if it's, if it's with her. And she doesn't want me to have bedroom fun with the woman anymore. She, she wants me to just watch. Of course, this made me feel a certain way because she's the only one who can have fun while I watch. Watching doesn't do anything but make me mad. So if she does a deal with a woman, I leave to my friend's house to play cards for a few hours. This has caused problems because she thinks I'm not attracted to her anymore or that I don't want children with her because I stopped having bedroom fun with her. Advice because we just started trying to open the relationship because she wants to explore her bedroom fun. Uh, yeah, your relationship's done. Sorry, kiddo. Uh, if she suggests an open relationship, then say, great, see ya, because she values her other options more than she values you. So it doesn't matter. You're nothing to her. You're just a placeholder. You're just a butler. You're just a guy that pays for stuff. Okay, anyway, let's look at the top comment. 694 upvotes. Dude, what a mess. May I suggest introducing another person into your relationship? A therapist. Um, oh, the guy is 23 with a 37-year-old, actually. Corrected. Saying this as another girl, great that your wife is figuring herself out, but attraction doesn't mean you have to act on it. She's just wanting p- permission to cheat and never intended for your side of the relationship to, to be open. Given your age, is pretty brow-raising. She sounds predatory, manipulative. Agreed. That's exactly what she's doing. She's taking advantage of a young man to get her cake and eat it too. That's, that's exactly it. And no children are going to happen because she's 37. All right, guys, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. Uh, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash the blog, and uh, you can subscribe. Uh, again, I have deleted videos. I have RP uh, literature uh, curated that I read in audiobook format. And I have uh, RP scientific literature that I'm going to read and explain by different... Um, by different guys, uh, so you can understand my thought process. You could also drop me a donation, like Tom M here, shout out to him. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, especially if you took the time out of your busy day to listen to the end of the video. I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful, and I will see you next time.